0: Yeah.
1: all right let's get into it guys what up what up this is your boy carl cherry i'm here with trent clark and john tanners and we are the rap pack episode two
2: 2020
1: wow all right we made it one, one in the books all right but before we go into the first episode and um the feedback that you guys have gotten. Uh, what have you guys been up to? You just came back from uh, the holiday yeah. break.
0: Um, I mean, I was in the day we published the first episode. I think I was on a 15 hour trip to uh, Shanghai and then a four hour plane to Cambodia. So I basically left and have no idea what happened. You guys are gonna have to fill me in. I didn't have a computer. I barely had internet. <laughs> I was. I found some Wu-Tang graffiti in an abandoned building, which <laughs> I just showed Trent. But that was my break. So I, I feel like I... Literally hit the reset button completely.
1: <laughs> I forgot I had a job for like three days. It's great. Like, it was That's a good feeling. I was waking up like at 2 p.m. Like, it was great. It was amazing. Now I can't sleep. <laughs> 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 what about you, Trent?
2: Uh, I caught up on Netflix, and i was still working. You know, like the news cycle doesn't really slow down, even though the rest of the music industry does. You know, we rolled out our end-of-the-year awards and everything. Just caught up on some Netflix. The Kevin Hart documentary was real dope. Been watching Dracula, you know, <laughs> and I've been watching. Why, we, Why did you do that? And was because it's fucking random. Like I'm watching Dracula, but um, and I've been watching NBA. With a little up. shoulder move like, <laughs> <I was>
1: like
2: <laughs> <laughs> catching up on the NBA uh,
1: NBA is dope this year. I've been slacking on the NBA. Uh, all right, so you and I were texting back and forth when the first episode came out. Yes, and we we actually went out together at the same time. Yes, and had a few people run up on us. We did. Can you tell us about yes that the actually like john
0: glad i was in cambodia
1: <laughs> no but but not to overblow the feedback but right. there was a constant stream of feedback on my end at least
2: yeah we were in a couple places a couple of christmas parties where you know people knew us and uh you know we got some real good salutations on the on the rollout, you know, people enjoyed the baby conversation. They enjoyed that the fact that the podcast is actually about debating hip hop and not some some gossipy mess. You know, that's I think that was the biggest uh, accolade I got. And I even got hit up by a couple of artists that want to be on it already. So shout out to everybody who's listening. You know, it's it's really appreciated.
1: All five of them. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> um. All right. I'll tell you what did not get salutations when I uh I posted a clip to introduce the podcast and the reason why we're doing this a couple days before we launched. And when I was referring to our conversations, I mentioned that you think Wale's album (laughs) about nothing is better than Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Easy. All right, all right, all right. The audience doesn't know you yet. We do. Are you serious?
2: Um, I remember arguing. Th- this conversation actually is one of the conversations that birthed the Rat Pack. It was 2015 South by Southwest. Me, you, Justin, and Janae, and I was breaking down how, even though I appreciate the messages Into to Pimp a Butterfly musically and me- metal, you know, with the melody, it never really stick to my ribs. The only song I really love on that album is All Right, and that was created by Pharrell. You know, it doesn't... When it comes to Wale, I think he took his subject matter pockets and made just better, more concrete songs. You know, like the song, uh, that one time in Houston, you know, that's like one of my favorite screw songs from a non-screw artist, you know. I I had that on repeat all year. You know, the God Smile, you know, that's just lyrical black excellence. You know, Wale did the damn thing with that project. He knows he did it, and that's why he got... That's why he acts the way he acts sometimes, you know, because he's, you know, like he can he can make a project like that and it'll still get overlooked by you know the person who maybe had the machine behind him in that case it was to be butterfly and i don't buy nothing's a better album
1: so first off i have to acknowledge that i'm cool with wale i don't want to end up in a tweet so i'm going to do my best to like dance around this in a respectful <laughs> way um but you said the first thing you pointed out was the production mm-hmm. it, and giving credit to John, because I think you're the person that made me realize it. The Butterfly is basically one of the best produced albums of the last ten years. I mean, so I don't my, understand I, how you compare those two? Maybe ever, right?
2: Best produced in terms of calculation, hands on deck, uh, you know, studio hands, instrumentation, sequencing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a well thought out composition. Did it come out like, you know, like, I mean, I'm not bumping for free. You know, that that wasn't catchy to me. You Know these walls, you know, like this. Like, I'm no, I don't, I'm serious. Like, you know, like, uh, what's the hood politics, the doo doo v- chorus? You know, like, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't incredible. You know, Black and Black of the Bear, you know, that's that's a chorus crash. You know, we're recording intent, this. intent. yes, it, I know, but I
0: think that's why he's doing it.
2: <laughs> I mean, they asked Kendrick Lamar, you know, to rank his albums and to Ben Butterfly I was dead last, you know, so
1: because he has damn and fucking, um, good kid message. Well, well, that's what
2: I'm saying. Like, just because Kendrick Lamar Releases an album doesn't mean it's going to be the most glorious thing that year. Like that was to pimp Actually butterfly. It
1: does I think he kind of stepped into Kanye's lane when he drops an album? You just assume automatically, that's it. I like give it to him.
2: That was my number three album that year because I had Dark Sky Paradise as number one.
1: Are you sure you don't have the albums mixed up?
2: Mm-hmm. Dark Sky Paradise, <laughs> the album about nothing to pimp butterfly, that order. Like, I don't even listen to Pippa Butterfly. I, I re- I've listened to it plenty, and I know the album very well, but it's not, it's not one of my how, favorite you, compositions. You don't listen
1: to it, but you know the album very well.
2: Because I, I, I had to study it. That's what I, I work in this space. You know, I had, to, I had to know what was going on. Like, I can't, can't debate an album if I don't know what, what's, on, what's on the contents.
1: You know what's crazy? When things are so obvious, when things are this obvious, I really have a hard time debating them. I don't mm-hmm. even know how to, like, mount my defense of to a Butterfly. Except to just be like, "Are you fucking crazy?"
2: <laughs> yeah, that's...
1: like I mean, I saw I saw Punch, yeah,
2: and I saw Punch's comment. You know, it did uh, make it to the Library of Congress, and like I'm not taking anything away from you know the precision and the, you know the attention to detail that was put in the album. But I mean, like how you how you find over DNA? Like, there's no song on that album that's touching to me DNA or even Mad Black City. Nah. nah, it's like he like he like he 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 made a he made a like I said he made a crash aggressive,
1: you said political crass.
2: yeah very crass you know it was straight to, you know he was it was a gut punch you know but it you know it didn't have a lot of finesse in it you know like I said DNA yeah those are better sound records than the stuff that's on to butterfly you know like it's mortal man's not it's not as good as a Tupac song you know it it it, it has that you know it has that stink but. You know it's it's not tupac you know like that's not that's not one of my favorite albums of the decade
1: i'm a seinfeld stan so i feel like i wanted to love that the album about nothing what's I think your issue both with it? good ideas but to pimp a butterflies is better executed you gonna leave me alone in this defense i
0: just i'm not even sure what to do i mean i think for me like i went and revisited uh album about nothing recently that was great. And, I, and admittedly like i'm not as much of a wale fan which i'm probably as those words exit in my mouth i'm gonna regret almost immediately uh but i definitely was impressed on like a revisit i thought as you said it's like it's well executed it's well sequenced Mm -hmm. but to pimp a butterfly to me it's just like it's essentially a jazz album with rapping on it. The, the production is super dense. It's incredibly kind of woven together. It's not an easy listen. It's probably the most difficult body of work in Kendrick's entire catalog. I think that's why it doesn't really... like. It requires many years and many kind of uh, repeat visits back to the record and digging through it. To me, you know, it's got a depth that very few other rap albums, period, have. Now, does that mean it's a better album? I don't know. It's a subjective thing. Like, there are elements of execution. No, it's not. That, Shit ain't right, better. Let me backtrack a little bit. So, I think that from an execution standpoint, the what's phenomenal about To Pimp a Butterfly is that out of this kind of... Chaotic process which is sort of in some ways reminiscent of how an outcast album might have been made or how my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was made All these different sounds all these different players all these different voices come together to create something that's one person's Vision because to me that's what even if you say it doesn't feel like the songs
2: weren't in pot like you know like stank on you to uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy those are definitely comparable albums, but you know, if you go individually for those the songs that they created, they were more in pocket with melody, they had more airtight sounds that, you know, became standards. Whereas to pimp a butterfly, the only standard on there is
0: all right. Are you judging it based on what you think is influence? Well, I mean, or I, just I'm actual. Well, I mean, because like well, you can't really you can't not, not... really
2: dismiss. Like I said, everything Kendrick touches now, like right. he he's got the spotlight, so he is influential no matter what he does. You know, he comes out in a in a. Get, get your mask and you know everybody says it's, I, you know, he, I, he he's so he's you're gonna on. tell
0: Thundercat his bass lines are bad no
2: no Thundercat was, was, cool. <laughs> <laughs> was
0: cool I, like, I was cool like not, I'm not dissing the album like I never and I'm not I'm not never, dissing well either like yeah. I, like, I you know, it's funny it's like that was also a weird time. I remember that, you know, that year, or it might have been yeah, no, it was 2015, mm-hmm. Lupe put out Tetsuyo and Youth, an yeah. album that's oh, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. completely forgotten to time. It's super well executed. It's got some great records on it that stand out on their own. It stands out as like a, a well sequenced body of work. Basically, just completely forgotten, and I think that the album about nothing suffers from the same thing. You said something at the beginning of this that the machine was behind Kendrick that year. I felt like to Pimp a Butterfly did not. It might have been from a from a you know a critical standpoint, but commercially, that album did not do what people were expecting after Good, Good Kid. Kid, Mad City. It was kind of not a dud by any stretch of the imagination, but it's sort of like. Sat there. Well, I mean, there, was, there wasn't
1: blindly blaming the machine for everything. I'm not,
2: not, not blaming the machine for anything. I'm just saying, like, to pimp butter like Dark Sky Paradise and the album about nothing for me just had more joints I could revisit and more digestible records. You know, like I mean, like you, you said it yourself. It's not an easy listen. And right. why, why am I going to grate myself, grate my ears every time I want to hear a dope album? You know, like I, why? It, it's not that great if I have to be in a zen like state. Just to enjoy it.
0: I think that's debatable. I think that if that were true, a lot of jazz albums wouldn't be worth listening to.
2: I mean, where's jazz now? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ! <laughs> this man, this man doesn't like a, doesn't like to pimp a butterfly and writes off jazz the whole genre.
2: <laughs> and I listened to Kind of Blue the other day. Now it's so cool. Like when you when you walk around, like just listening, like like Miles Davis, or whatever. You feel like you're in a Spike Lee movie, but that's neither here nor there. I'm old.
0: It's kind of here and there. Because <laughs> *The of Butterfly* is the closest an album has come that isn't a Public Enemy album to being a Spike Lee movie.
1: It sounds like a Spike Lee joint. It sounds joint. like a Spike Lee movie.
0: It's
2: not that crisp. It's not that smooth. It's definitely not that smooth. Spike Lee joints are that smooth? Yeah, I mean, you yeah, having Brad from Marcellus, you know Terrence Br- uh, Blanchard on there. Like it's, it's yeah, it's it's nice, crisp cut cut and dry jazz you know nothing no no staccato nothing crazy like what's the, what's the four free interlude um to be Brother number two this dick ain't free bitch you know what i'm saying like like that's not dope i you just know. enjoyed
0: this little whatever this the <laughs> this rapper <little>. hands. <laughs> jazz hands jazz hands jazz hands.
1: Yeah. all right so in conclusion because i'm speechless <clears throat> um third best album of 2015 we, 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 The Source used to be the Bible, right? The Source has the the best uh, album rating of all time in hip-hop. And you still read The Source as of 2012. Yes. So give me your mic ratings for To Pimp a Butterfly and the album About Nothing.
2: That's a good one. Um, "To To Pimp a Butterfly. Both of them get four and a half. How? Um, like I said, t- t- to Pimp a Butterfly was my pros for temp- to Pimp a Butterfly is the risks and the ambition for that album. You know, like yeah, it wasn't commercially successful, but just to have the gall, you know, the sample to Ozzy Brothers, um, you know, I respected him for n- being a rapper. Who everybody you know who's popping you know he just did a uh, fucking problems with ASAP so you know he's a rapper but you know instead of he's inst- a
1: rapper on Section Eighty overly dedicated what do you mean
2: but but no he's 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 arrived now he's a star now you know he wasn't a star good when Good kids dropped. now he's a star and you know he you know he wanted to he wanted to make something meaningful so I, I respect that when it comes to the album about nothing like I don't think he missed on that album when it came to tackling the subject and. You know, creating structures of rhymes and you know, really, really digging into you know the cleverness of the sample versus the song. Like you know, like the go deep girls on drugs. You know, that, to me that was just really, really thought. You know, really, really smart. You know, it's a strong, it's a strong album. Usher, by Usher and Jeremiah body their performances. The Seinfeld. You know, like you know, that's, that's 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 that type of cleverness that does get you four and a half mics.
0: Okay, so I, sorry, I will say I think like the fact that streaming wasn't where it is now is going to affect the way we remember a lot of these albums cuz so i feel like with actually both of these when they came out there was a lot of conversation around each of them but that wasn't necessarily mirrored in the commercial success right there was a lot of conversation around Pimp Butterfly there just by the nature of getting Jerry Seinfeld after all those years, there was a lot of conversation around the album about nothing. Right. But there weren't necessarily those commercial moments on either one of them that get forced now when you have albums that come out where a song like DNA, which might not necessarily be an obvious single... Gets a video. It's the first song on the album after the intro, and it just kind of takes off.
1: Well, it wasn't as commercially successful as Good Kid, and Damn, but I think it still sold like three hundred thousand. Oh no, 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 no! Make album. no
0: mistake, it it did well, and yeah. I think I think All Right eventually went gold. Like there are a bunch of gold and platinum singles off of it, or at least gold. But because streaming wasn't as developed as it was. That was a lot of that was still reliant on radio driving a song rather than make the song right. You have to have the song in the song or bust. And I think that's something that Wale has really suffered from over the years. He's kind of become one of those, like, you know, he has to go and get Jeremiah and do the radio record rather than people consuming his music as bodies of work as the album about nothing demands.
2: Which is crazy because, you know, he didn't, he doesn't rely on that when it comes to his mixtape. Totally. It's crazy
0: all right so same rating
1: mm-hmm. so that means you think the album about nothing is only slightly better yeah i'm still mad but i feel fine all right <laughs> let's move on <laughs> all right uh 2020 is almost over it's like what midway
2: I said it's almost over
1: yeah nah, i'm just joking yeah. because like yeah. the fuck, like, guess, yeah. <laughs> like it's just like in a flash right that's true um but there's a lot of music to um uh, look forward to this year. Um, what are you guys' most anticipated album?
2: Whatever Kendrick drops.
1: Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah, we I mean, were talking two albums ago, so he's he's improved <laughs> he's improved since then. Improved? He <laughs> actually has. Which is crazy. But no, I'm looking forward to whatever he dropped. Um you know because he's st- like and we're going to talk about this later on in the show but he still he stills make he's still making hip-hop on a higher level and i want i want to repeat that he's making hip-hop on a higher level so i'm looking forward to whatever he's dropping more else no we'll see it we'll see we'll see as it comes like there's a lot of un unannounced rumblings
0: yeah well i have i've have- I have a list of a few, and some of them are based on on the Coachella line. I'm gonna go to the notes here. Um, so, I'm very curious about this Mac Miller album. I feel like there's I heard it you heard it. It's good. Yeah, I mean, really? it feels like it's
1: really good. You like swimming? I think it's better than swimming. Swimming's cool. I think I think from uh, it, I haven't lived with it. Right. Yeah. Listen to it twice, once in the studio, once in my own space.
2: It's a finished album. It's good. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's not John Bryan piecing together.
1: I, yeah, I think I think it's most of Mac's vision. What? I, yeah. I, I, I well, I was
0: gonna say I, I I mean I don't know a lot about it other than, than what I've read, but I feel like Mac was one of those artists that was just starting to really figure out his voice and what he wanted to to bring to the world creatively he was one of those artists that came up in a very bizarre kind of like you know youtube internet mixtape dj booth time there was a lot of scrutiny on him at a young age and then he sort of went through his ups and downs very public relationships so you know obviously we'll never i i don't think get to see that that vision fully bear out there might be other recordings that come out eventually that are pieces of that puzzle but this seems like the last at least semi-complete vision that we're going to get from him, so I'm very curious about that. Obviously curious about whatever Kendrick does. I saw some weird tweets today about it being a rock album. Bill Bill Bill,
1: Bill what's his name? they used to be uh, the the Billboard editor in chief. I saw that tweet. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he's I don't pulling know. from rock sounds. That's what he was saying.
0: I mean, U two was on the last album, and that wasn't really a rock That's song. The w- worst song in the album, but it's <clears> not relevant. <throat> Lil Uzi Vert. I'm always curious about what he's going to do. I love futsal shuffle. I Can don't know. you guys
1: do the shuffle? Not, oh, yet. Not yet. Not yet. I can't dance. Okay.
2: But that should be
0: probably predictable. It looks um,
2: fun. You know, they, this is one, you know, some dance. I'm like, ah, I can't wait for that to be over. It actually looks fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, he just always looks like he's having fun. So I like <laughs> that. Just It's infectious to me. And then based on the Coachella lineup, I feel like. Denzel Curry's probably going to drop something else. Just I, think, I know, but I think that if you have that moment, you're probably going to do something. with it. He might just drop some new music around it, but I feel like having that as a sort of like, you know, exclamation point on the year, and that album is already, I mean, I don't remember exactly when Zoo came out, but it was long enough now that yeah. the attention span is shortened. We could do with a new album. Uh, I mean, I'm really excited for whatever Slow Tide does next. I know we were... Come on, man. I mean, that's not even like that hipster. <laughs> is it really? All right. You know. Oh, right, we'll see. And then I don't know I don't know if Jid is gonna release anything, uh, but I feel like he's due for another it's been almost two years since DiCaprio two. That long. Was that no, in twenty eighteen? Was it? I think it was. The end, huh? Yeah. Or was was late. He's
1: right. Because he but, um last year was on Revenge of the dream Yeah yeah
0: so i feel like that's he's somebody who i feel like especially with getting coachella is poised to make that leap and the revenge of the dreamer stuff like he's definitely primed so i would imagine yeah i would imagine if you're planning around coachella he's gonna have an album out so that's who i'm kind of looking for and obviously there are going to be people that we have no idea are recording albums right now that'll airdrop them eventually
1: um I made a joke that we all look like underground rappers right now, but I'm ash- I'm ashamed of my answers because they're like super typical. I mean, Kendrick, obviously. Right. Like, I can't wait to see where he's going. I think he's in rare air, like three albums in a row that are just masterpieces. Okay. Contrary to what this guy thinks. I, I gave him four and a half, and half mics. I'm curious to see where Drake is going. I,
2: I, I think he I needs think to you sit out,
1: man. You
2: said what? I think he needs to sit some time out. Like I think he needs to. I think he needs to go back and give us music that's just going to change our life. Like I mean, he's. I mean, he's he's Zach Levine. You know, he can Zach Levine. That's my favorite player in the NBA right now. He can he can just he can Who's just toss it up. Jesus Christ! But I mean, he's James Harden. But I'm just yeah, saying, Zach like Levine is like. Uh, just, they're both working Zach magic. Levine's they, not an All Star. He's never made the All Star team. He's going to make it this year. He's an all-star this year, um, but no, it's neither here nor there. No, but I'm t- I'm just saying like it's time it's time for some classic Drake music. You know we we we've you know we've we've had some good records. Even like I listened to More Life not too long ago. It's sound you know he's he's been he's always been feet. You know just keeping his hand on the pulse of what's hot and everything. But it's time for him to. You know, really set that mark
1: once again. You guys watched the Rap Radar interview. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Beat Out, mm-hmm. shout out to Elliot. Um, it was dope. He mentioned in there that Forty just wants him to make that ten, eleven mm-hmm. song album that will give him a shot at, you know, the perception of a classic or whatever. And he was like, he's struggling with I need it. I'm like, balance. what? What are you doing? I
2: need just, the just balance. Do it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. You know, and or actually just has needs to let Forty just have, handle the album. You know, like. I know he's the artist, and he's a damn good artist of curating his own sound, but, you know, sometimes he might, might need to trust somebody or just work with somebody, you know, and, and get it to, because, because what he's describing is not being able to pull away from the studio. Well, I just need, need to add this, and then, okay, and we need more singing songs, and that's why you get a bloated Scorpion album.
0: Can I throw this out here? Why do we need an album from Drake? I feel like more than any artist in the, <laughs> the like, especially at that level in hip-hop he's broken the mold of what you can do as an artist of just like putting out a two-pack of songs putting out a single putting out songs with this artist putting out songs it's like i maybe we're putting too much on the idea that an album is what you need to be like you know at a certain level of judgment within hip-hop like if he dropped 10 dope songs this year and they're Collectively, better than what he did in the last few years, I would be just as happy as if he put out a great album. I
2: disagree because I still think an album encapsulates an entire vibe. You know, whether it be, um, you know, a, a mood that that turns you up or or you know, brings your consciousness to a level. You know, like you mean like Dependent Butterfly*. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it,
2: it, it's it's an it's a it's a it's a cohesive body of work, but you know like drake his 10 great songs imagine if those 10 great songs all came in one package you know when you go out the dj's playing a succession of songs when you listen to the radio listen to a succession of songs an album you know it gives you that succession of songs that dominates that entire mood and drake is one of the the best moodiest rappers of all time so why not give us an album that encapsulates a mood that is life changing, you know? Like, I'm holding him to a standard.
0: <laughs> I mean, take care did change my life, so I feel like oh, okay. I that. But,
2: but okay, but and so imagine if take care was split up throughout the year, would it have the same effect? No,
0: it was 2011, it was just different. It was like. But albums still haven't but we no, are still there still look there are still great albums that have come out that are bodies of work. We're going to talk about one of them in a little bit. I think Roddy Rich is somebody who has created singles that fit within a body of work that when you listen to it all together is a it's a cohesive album. It's a a really impressive album because yeah. it didn't have to be yeah. what it is. I, I think that there is still a place for albums, but I think to your point, if you're an artist of Drake's caliber and you're struggling with the weight of what it means to make a quote-unquote classic album, just take shots. Just do what you do. You're the be- literally the best artist ever at just releasing a song and having it become a thing. There's never been an artist that can do what he does where he just hot drops, here's a single, here's God's plan. Doesn't even sound like a, a you know massive hit. It might not have been the song that if you're in A&R, you're going to be like, yeah, that's the one that's going to have... A billion and a half streams. It it's a good song, mm-hmm. but Drake is just the. I think he's the master of. Let me just see what the audience thinks. Let me see what th- what the fans are gonna choose and just let things happen. And then, all right, cool. We'll shoot a video for that.
1: I'm actually surprised that more people haven't like followed that format. Just like drop songs here and there and like just forget the album. Yeah. Like it's a playlist world, really. Um, but sticking to Drake, I saw a tweet and I uh, forgive me whoever sent this, but. Um, someone on Twitter said, what does Drake need to do to pass Jay-Z? And I'm assuming he was referring to the GOAT conversation because I think most people from our era think Jay-Z is the GOAT. I think maybe it changes depending on where you're from or whatever, but I think that's the general consensus. Uh, if you talk to slightly younger people, they they throw Drake in there, they throw Wayne is Wayne. high. Um, some people are starting to throw Kendrick's name in there. But... I feel like no matter how you slice it, people have already made up their minds that Drake can't be the GOAT. It really reminds me of the MJ-LeBron conversation. It's not a perfect analogy, but I feel like no matter what Drake does moving forward, even though he's already broken a lot of J records, he is missing the classic albums or the Universal Classics, doesn't have as much tenure, but we're all acknowledging like we've never seen anything like this right. like what's bigger peak drake or peak J?
2: well i mean it's a definitely a different era so yeah. peak drake is going to be bigger by default
1: doesn't have to be
0: yeah but a lot of those records i mean okay some of those records don't really exist in past eras right i mean you gotta think of it this way right SoundScan is introduced in 1991, so you don't even have people. Obviously, hip-hop at that point is only 12 years old in terms of commercial releases. But we don't really have a a meaningful record before then. So let's kind of take that era and put it aside. That's like the era of the NBA before the three-point shot. Then you have 91 to the beginning of streaming, which is an era that Jay-Z kind of undoubtedly dominates. I mean, you can throw Tupac in there from a commercial and an influence standpoint. You have to kind of look at Eminem, at least commercially and see some of the things that he did from that end. But Jay-Z, yeah, is a pretty solid consensus pick. Biggie, obviously, of course, in that conversation. I think Drake has broken a lot of records that didn't exist when Drake started putting out music. Streaming records, you know, certain things where the rules for Billboard singles have changed, you know, there was a time when you couldn't chart every song on an album. That just right. wasn't even was impossible. possible. Or so go go when the album drops. Right. So these are just things that you have to like have to take into account. I, I don't know. I really do think it's like different eras. I think, you know, it's like different kinds of players. Jay-Z and Drake definitely Drake definitely took certain things from the Jay-Z playbook. Going, All right. How do I get right in the south? How do I get played out west? Just aligning yourself with different artists in very strategic ways that are still creative, but are definitely sort of seeing the the playing field in front of you and, and moving two or three steps ahead. But I, I think it's going to be hard to ever. I can't imagine anyone ever saying Drake has surpassed Jay just for all of these reasons that are, that some people are going to see as handicaps in this era.
1: I think I think it's similar to basketball. I think that once. Jay, uh, once Drake's fans are the ones in positions of power, yeah. then the narrative is going to start changing. Until then, it's, like, literally impossible. There's nothing he can do right. to, like, change people. the consensus.
2: Yeah, he's got to start just barring out for a decade before I even consider him, you know, because, I mean, he's, at, he's definitely at Jay's neck, you know, in terms of damn near any statistic you want to think of, but, I mean, what why I crowned Jay-Z the goat is, you know, the cleverness and the rhymes. And he was able to, you know, make these, you know, commercial viable records while still spitting,
1: while still rapping. You know, he... Drake still raps? Night in the hits? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, and you know, and
2: to, to be able to do it from a pure hip-hop standpoint, you know, I know hip-hop evolves and everything, but, you know, taking... You know, taking the stark lyricism out of it, you know, um, to me is a handicap.
0: I would also argue the only realm where maybe—and you might both look at me when I'm like I'm crazy when I say this—the only realm where Drake might edge Jay is in influence, because I feel like he's actually (laughs) sonically influenced more of where hip hop has gone after his dominance than Jay did. Jay as a rapper. Did but a lot artists weren't copying the sound of Jay albums. Yeah, they were. They, so they, yeah, they, they, like so. they, they just blaze and But and, that and, was and
2: Kanye. like a whole other.
1: It's not. It's not him single handedly. Right, right. Just like it's not. You right. know, Only the credit is not well, only to sure. Drake. Right. It's the Drake it Forty. It so the, what? It was the blueprint. They copied the blueprint. What, what I say in agreement with John yeah. is that we've never been in a bubble that has lasted so so fucking long. long.
0: Never. Yeah. Ten years should still sound like so far gone. It's crazy. And so many artists that, you know, you think about like Bryson coming out and following one aspect of of Drake's sound. Party obviously who was part of it. The Weeknd, who I wouldn't say was necessarily inspired by Drake, but was a part of that same sort of sad, dark R&B, hip-hop thing. You know, they shaped each other and you could argue probably The Weeknd was more almost as influential on Drake as Drake was on The Weeknd. But it's just like the way that that sound kind of ballooned out of what Drake started doing on So Far Gone, I'm not sure we've ever seen an artist become that dominant from the top down in hip hop. Maybe Tupac in terms of the way certain artists came after him and were inspired by him. And we're, it happening happened
1: we're, we're gonna, right, Are we limiting this conversation to musical influence? Because then it changes because Jay yeah. said, I don't wear jerseys, I'm 30 plus and we just, Right, had everybody start drinking Chris style after he had them drinking it. He really popularized platinum before his album went platinum. Yeah, he was wearing platinum jewelry. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, <laughs> you were in New York, you couldn't afford yeah. platinum. You had the white gold chain on. Like, yeah, people, are we limiting it to? Yeah, music? people taking rims
2: off, rims off their car. Yeah,
1: I but think that's it, what separates them. But when, when, the when you put both together, I think that's when Jay is just like. So. The most influential yeah. since like maybe Tupac, and then yeah, you have the and, and then... Tupac is but
0: Tupac's. <laughs> I think that what you know he's hard to judge because his influence beyond his music is so much greater than almost any artist. In I mean, you could put him in any genre. Mm-hmm. He's a, a you know a global icon in a way. Jay Z is a, a a star globally, but Tupac has murals in countries that don't even listen to his music. Right. but then you gotta talk about Kanye. Well.
1: I think Drake is behind those three. Yeah, I, I in terms of influence. Difference. Yeah. Oh
0: influence. Well, influence, definitely. Yeah. But I think that it, musically, I think you're right about the the cultural influence of Jay, but I think musically you could at least make an argument about the way he's shaped the sound <laughs> of hip hop yeah. versus the way Jay shaped it in his kind of brightest moment.
1: That's fair.
2: Yeah. So I, we agreed that Jay Z is Drake can't pass Jay-Z? Not this, not anytime soon?
1: Uh, I don't agree in a sense that I don't think it's fair. I'm trying to be as objective as possible, right? Right. Like, we should be able to be, to say, if he does X, Y, Z, then he passes him. The same way that when Kobe was like, getting into these MJ debates, like right towards the end of his career, or like LeBron before he lost the Golden State or whatever, like, we should have been able to say like, all right, show me this, and I'll give it to you.
0: See, with Jordan, there's at least a metric. It's six rings. If you can get to six rings. It. And it, whether you do it in six finals appearances or you do it in eight finals appearances, getting to six rings is kind of like the, that's the benchmark. And I feel like in hip hop or music in general, but, but specifically in hip hop, there's no like clear, hey, if you pass this line, you're in the J conversation. That's what we're here for. It's, right. It's just too many disparate elements, Yeah, I think. Alright, let's go back to Roddy Rich. <laughs> what sound is that? I don't know,
2: but them SpongeBob
1: memes are incredible. <laughs> Yo, so Roddy Rich has the number one song in the country and the number one album in the country. Mm-hmm. The album's been out for five weeks. Ballin'. It's been number one for two two weeks. Not straight though, not consecutive, yeah. but it, it's been it Came one for, back? Yeah, it came back. This week. Um so happens to be nominated for three Grammys, we'll talk about that later, but um, he it just feels like he's off to an incredible start and there's more singles to go on that album. He could easily last a year
0: with this album. And he's definitely gonna put out more music. I mean, just based on the way I feel like the model now, I don't know if <clears throat> this was necessarily all the baby, but I feel like now labels and artists alike are like, all right, you can put out music that feels meaningful to people, that's different from the sort of cookie cutter music that, that was sort of filling playlists and you know, was streaming bait, so to speak. You can make albums where you're really streaming rapping about baby. things and put out a lot of music and your audience can handle it.
1: I heard some Roddy Rich music originally when they first played the album for me. And there's a couple of songs that didn't make the album that we sure. heard, and the songs that were left off are crazy. And they're coming
0: yeah and i'm sure he's made other songs since he put the album out
2: oh yeah i'd, I'd actually be open for another project from him in six months he doesn't
1: need it yeah.
2: i know but at the same time you know when you're when you're building an audience in this space it's it's a feeding frenzy yeah you know and and like you said the fans can handle it right now
0: yeah i think also especially because for all the fans that already know who he is, there's a whole other portion of the public that has no clue who he is. So once the the energy from Ballin and the box starts to crest, putting out more music on top of that, like you look at how much bigger the baby's gotten, not only since Suge broke out, but since the last time we talked to him,
1: yo, we talked about getting the baby. We reached out. By the time we confirmed he got bigger. By the time we confirmed, or we taped, he got bigger. By the time we put out the fucking episode, he was bigger. It was fucking yeah. insane. And now he's even bigger
0: and more. And I think that's what's going to happen to Roddy. I mean, it depends on what comes out and what happens next, obviously. And there are a lot of things that you can't control, like the way you know the internet latches onto something and turns it into SpongeBob memes or whatever's going to come next. But... I just think it's almost inevitable if he puts out more music that's as good or better as what he just put out. All right, well, what do you guys like about the record? I mean, I think it's one of the first albums from this generation of rappers, so rappers who are sort of in their late teens, early 20s, that's approached like a body of work yeah. with singles on it.
2: There's transitions between yeah. songs. Yeah, and there's, To me, he just has a uniqueness sound. You know, like... There's there's no other Roddy Riches out, and you know I'm not gonna shoot shoot any shots at any rappers right now, but I can I can group several rappers these days, you know several of the new artists, you know it's it's easy, you know they're clones of each other and they just came out, but you know Roddy Riches is is one of a kind and I respect it.
0: I think what's cool about him also, and he's talked about this, is like you can hear bits and pieces of Young Thug in what he does, some of the melodies, some of the beat choices. A lot of Young
2: Thugs out there.
0: A lot of young thugs out there, but not a lot of young thugs who take that and then apply it to telling their story. I mean, there's something like uniquely L.A. about him. It's in the language. It's in the, you know, the imagery. But he's doing it as a kid who grew up listening to Thug and Future. You know, I, like I, this is going to be a really weird comparison, but I remember a lot of people piling on Designer when he came out, because they're like, you're from New York, you sound like Future, you're basically a Future clone. It's like, the fuck do you expect? He's an 18-year-old kid in 2016. Like, yeah, he they sounds were, like Future. Yeah, they were playing
1: Tony Montana on right. Hot 97. So I, I feel
0: like there's something about, to me, Roddy Rich and and particularly sort of, you know, what he's done with, with Mustard on, on Ballin', and I'm blanking on the name of the record on... Um, his album but on both of those records and on some of the other things like PETA he raps but it's also melodic in ways that like he kind of brings together both generations it's
2: almost R&B almost no no no. what it's no it's 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 a
1: sing-songy like it's 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 still rapping it's melodic but you know what the difference is I, I feel like the The transitions when he goes in and out of like straight up rapping and being melodic are more abrupt than Drake or Bryson who like just goes Mm -hmm. seamlessly in between like the spectrum or whatever. But almost R&B feels a little, I don't know. You 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 made a face like you kind of agree with him. So Cash App. what yeah, it's, it's 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 a little r&b issue he was offended i feel like it was the breakfast club or something like that that called him like that that referred to his yeah. melodies like nah i be rapping like yeah you know the, the the one thing about him that's not specific to this album that really draws me in is just the urgency in his voice yeah like you can tell he's been 100%. through some shit. like uh, I, I don't want to say it reminds me of meek but meek is the only other person i could think of that when you first heard him it was like jesus christ is i i remember Looking for that word. What is that word I'm trying to find to describe Meek's delivery? Mike, Mike, ready? Urgency. Urgency. It's just like,
0: yeah.
1: You feel it. You guys kind of answered it indirectly, but what do you think his ceiling is?
0: I mean, I think Coachella is going to be interesting this year because there's a lot of rap on the lineup, a lot of different kinds of rap. But I feel like that's always a moment. You know, obviously, only a, a portion of the public goes to coachella but it's consumed as content on different sites and you know it's live stream now and i feel like if he has a great performance there that's one of those things that can take an artist like lizzo last year anderson pack a few years ago where that conversation follows you across the different festivals and through the different publications and you go from just being like A fan favorite or someone who's starting to bubble to a full-on superstar I think he can be a superstar I think you know he has the talent I think he's got a really compelling story I've never seen him live so I can't speak to his live performance I will see him at Coachella and to me that's like it's not make or break but that could be the thing that sets him into overdrive I think he's gonna be a superstar
2: I've seen him perform live he actually forgot the words but more the most impressive thing with that was he didn't get frazzled.
0: I mean Kanye yeah. forgets words Hate all the nods. time. He had, he had, so. so by any, that that's not necessarily a disqualified. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't a
2: disqualified. Was, no, it was the, the the poise that he showed yeah. without you know, without getting rattled, you know, was was okay, you know,
1: he's he's focused, he's locked in. So you guys saw what happened with uh Justin Bieber just came out with a new song titled Yummy. And I guess at some point during the week when he noticed that he wasn't surpassing Roddy, he posted like this Instagram uh, clip or something like that, instructions on how yeah. to like make his song number one. Mm-hmm. And then Roddy gracefully just tweeted, go stream Yummy by Justin Bieber. <laughs> Roddy obviously still went yeah. number one, right? So I looked at the Spotify charts. Drake and Future, and we got to talk about that song. Yes. Drake and Future came out, didn't pass Roddy. Bieber comes out, don't pass Roddy. And I'm thinking like, okay, part of the narrative for 2019 was people saying, well, it's been an off year. The juggernauts took the year off, right? But I keep feeling like there's a pattern here maybe with younger stars having success and fending off all these juggernauts and heavyweights that are trying to surpass them, right? Like uh The Baby and Post Malone were tied for like 20 entries on the Hot 100 last mm-hmm. year. Lil Nas X was number 1 for 19 fucking weeks and Drake and Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande and everybody was trying to get number 1. So, what's happening like is this a trend? Is there are we seeing like a changing of the guard that maybe listeners aren't as invested in some of the stars that have been established for a while.
2: No, I mean the box is just a better record, you know. And I'm happy that, that what, I'm not talking about the box. I'm talking about what we've seen
1: the past year.
2: Uh, no, because no one's putting their best foot forward. Like I said, you know, Drake threw out a care package. You know, had some had some some cool songs on it and everything. But you know, just because a big name artist releases music, you know, I I
1: don't like it used to see enough. Yeah, it typically is yeah. enough. Yeah, I know. it should have been enough for Justin Bieber. It was not hot. If it's, if it's, not, if 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 it's not hot. It's not hot.
2: You
0: know, In and I'm pop pack. That's going to be a different <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Limited edition. And I want
2: to say there's there is some foolishness going on because you know I'm talking to Alexa. I'm, you know, I'm telling her to play like random masterpiece Talking songs touches. and Prodigy song. You know, pro, you know, play, play can't get enough of by Mob you playing Yummy by Justin Bieber. So okay, like they they did something.
0: The best thing in that whole post was the the like go if you're a foreign fan. This is crazy because I feel like he actually like educated people on in some ways the internet around the world. Where he's like, if you really if you're in a country where you don't have access, go download a VPN and stream Yummy. It's wow. like. I was I was like, who, who taught Justin what a VPN was? That's impressive. I think, just to get back on cor- course for a second, 2019 kind of reminded me of 2014 on steroids yes. where you had all these records that just sort of like happened on Vine and were happening on Worldstar. And there wasn't really, and also uh, both of those years had Rick Ross albums. Maybe that's what they had in common. I don't really know. But <laughs> just trying to read the tea leaves. Mastermind? uh mastermind and also um he put out two that year uh but that was the year that none of the sort of la- the so-called heavyweights put out records and there were these billionaire uh, whack. The, yeah, that's right there were all these records that came out that were you know bobby Schmerda, Dej loaf McConan, records that just sort of popped out of nowhere and some of those artists you know i mean bobby Schmerta obviously wasn't able to continue McConan struggled. struggle loaf hasn't ever been able to recapture it and I think that was also a part of like the infrastructure of the industry at that time which is conversation for another day but some of the artists that put out records were set up to fail because they didn't have what exists now in terms of this you know the streaming infrastructure and the way that the industry is caught up to what hip-hop is not just as a kind of semi profitable niche like it's music it's pop music now so you know I think this is partially a changing of the guard but it's also just like there are more big artists now because there's more room to support big artists they might not be full on superstars in the way that a Kanye was at one point or the way that a Jay-Z was at one point or the way that Drake was at the end of the kind of you know the CD era going into the streaming era but I think there's just more room to have big artists now yeah I agree
1: Um, All right, thoughts on this new future featuring Drake (laughs)
2: that's cool
1: um, yeah, I'm not going to sugar. Video cool too. Video, video was uh,
2: p- pretty outstanding. You okay. Know? You know, the they, song is only cool. Yeah, the song is only cool. You know, I, I, I think they probably overcooked it a little bit. They probably said. By you know, the way, there was a question mark
1: at the end of me saying that. <laughs> 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 there a lot of
0: clarifications this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was,
2: it was, it was, it was, it was decent. You know, I mean, like I said, I don't think it needed. A two-in-one feature, you know, like th- th- that's that's back to me saying like, Drake should focus on giving us home runs, you know, grand slams every time out because that's what that's who he is, you know. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a solid record, but you know, um, good enough to give us awareness that the project is coming, but you know, we won't be, you know, talking about this song.
1: Are cool, decent,
2: six- and solid, synonymous. They are. They're, they're softballs. They're, th- they're three and a half mic. No, <laughs> I was gonna ask you how many mics they're, they're three and a half mic uh, notifiers, single-handedly
1: bringing back the Source magazine right? in twenty twenty.
0: I feel like we got a Drake song and a Future song. I don't feel like we got a Drake and Future song. And so that for me is really inconclusive. Point. It's like I want to hear them do Jumpman. Again. Who had a better? Who had a better song? Future. Think so? Yes, but I'm also, it, it, you know, I'm hipster Jason. Come on!
1: Uh, but, wait, but but the internet, everything I saw, they go as far as saying Drake got washed, which sounds a little extreme.
2: That's very I mean, that's extreme. extreme. You, Drake went right? first, so it was set up for Future to, you know, bring it home. But But you know.
0: I'm, I'm also not even sure what like Future washing someone on a record means because it's not like, it's not like control where you're like Kendrick came in and you know just cleared the room out this, like it's a good future song there's something
1: about the way future comes in the beat drops and you
0: just kind of yeah. like you just yeah, get excited but, yeah. but drake's part was set up to to have that effect i will say drake definitely had the one-liner of the record or at least the, the, the line that uh the people were talking about yeah the record of the line about um
1: you knew it was up, us yeah yeah.
2: I, the, the, I saw the internet going crazy about the perceived line, the future line about Scotty Pippen's wife. That's That was the one that I saw trending.
1: <laughs> Yo, future. <laughs> future yeah. hanging out with Scotty Pippen's wife is the weirdest wow. thing on all yeah. <laughs> time. Like, why is that even a reality, allegedly?
2: <laughs> and then Scotty Pippen's on the jump every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right,
2: before we, <laughs> he, before we, before, before
1: off, we move on to Grammy predictions, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we don't want those kind of problems. No. Anyway, so final consensus yeah. inconclusive.
0: Cool. I, uh, give me the
2: album. Yeah, let's let's and and I would, I'm going to be very hard on this album. You know, I'm like no shit. But who are we talking about? You know, they they are the the leaders of today of right now, and they, they shouldn't just give us just. Hey, we went in the studio for two weeks. Here it is. Like, like make make something. You know, make something substantial. Make something memorable.
1: Do we think? Because this is a, a a future song, a future song featuring Drake. But there's all this talk about what a time to be alive too. That's not been confirmed. We don't no, know. No, hasn't
2: coming. hasn't been confirmed. So we don't know. So they're, but they're obviously they obviously hear the rumbling. They're playing into yeah. it. You know, they're teasing it on Instagram. So I think it's coming.
0: That would be the best idea for. Either one. Of them. I think they both oh, need that right now.
1: Yeah, it's. I
2: don't mean,
0: think Drake needs a, anything. about this? In say. life, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a sound <laughs> business decision. Yeah, totally.
1: All right. So uh, part of the uh, narrative at the Grammys the last two years was like uh, hip hop representation, right? The, I think two years ago it was uh four 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 and damn. Last year it was like Cardi B, Black Panther, Nipsey, uh, Pusha T. Uh, this year to the earlier point was kind of an, kind of an off year. So, how do you guys feel about the hip hop representation this year? I'm
2: sick I'm sick of the representation. You know, I'm just, I'm sick of just having the names in there just to have them and then, you know, when you when you take away everything, then they're, they're walking away empty-handed, you know? So, uh the rep- representation this year is on par for the course. You know, it has all the media darlings in it. Um, but aside from that, you know, nothing really, you know, special, you know, we're like, I'm, I'm expecting Lizzo not to win anything and, you know, and I hate to see it, but you know, that's, it's become a constant.
1: You think Black Puma got this? <sighs> Who else is up? For that? Shit. Lizzo, Lil Nas X.
0: Billie Eilish. Billy Eilish. That's, but that's, that
1: would mean that they have her. to get it right in what sense? If if she wins. If
0: Billie Eilish wins. Yeah. You think that's that's your choice.
1: I think I accept that choice. Yeah.
0: I do. I think it's I think you can make a ca- a solid case for Lil Nas X, Lizzo and Billie Eilish all. Billie Eilish is obviously the biggest and has become you know, a superstar many times over, largely by pulling from hip hop. Yes. Imagery. Yep. Which bears at least some mention shout out to justin lubliner but yeah i don't I, I was thinking about this a lot before we came here i think i'm not sure that there was a rap album that came out last year that i would put into the, the best categories. album of the year category right. i think that's sort of what, like the the conversation gets a little muddled when i yes i always think that representation of hip-hop at the grammys is an issue but I'm also struggling to figure out which album I would have bumped into the best album of the year category.
1: I don't think there's one. If if we're being fair, I, mean, I can't think of one that should have. Been I mean, in
2: if we're being categories. fair, maybe not. But at the same time, you know, consider me. Uh, confused, but isn't like Freddie Gibbs Bandana the type of album wait, that wait, the Grammys wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. We're getting you there. It. You said it, so we're, I didn't we're, have we're, to. we're getting there.
2: But that's the type of album that the Grammys love, so it might not have had the big. So we're talking general
1: categories. Mm-hmm. General...
0: I don't think that the Grammys have ever filled one of the. Because there's always that prestige spot in right. every category. But in best albums, it's <clears throat> unless I'm mistaken, I might be forgetting something. I think that's that's usually whenever they want to nod to some sort of like alternative black culture, they put like,
1: like a jazz, jazz album jazz in album. there or
0: something like that, rather yes, than a rap album. album. Yeah,
1: you, you know what? Let's just go with the flow. Like, and uh, let's go with the snubs. Obviously, Bandana, we all feel like should have been nominated. Yeah, for best rap album.
0: Absolutely. I, mean, I, I obviously, disclaimer that I'm biased and keep cool. you know work with those guys but I was thinking about this too the reason we wanted to work on that album obviously Mad Lib is legendary, Freddie is incredible but everyone heard that album was like this. whatever year this comes out in this is going to be the best rap album of that year whether it's with us, with somebody else this rap album versus everything else that's going to come out is absolutely incredible hands down production, rapping, concepts the whole nine and it's to me you know there's always that prestige pick i'm shocked that it didn't make it in especially in 2019
1: right i look at like uh you know shout out to rhapsody but when layla's wisdom made it in a year that was stacked Mm -hmm. i was like oh no Freddie. i mean let's be real right we all had conversations behind the scenes about the best album of the year throughout the year and the, the the further we got along a lot of us were like Yo, Bandana has a shot. And you Mm -hmm. could tell Freddie was working on the visibility and doing all the right things to have a shot. The
0: press was unbelievable. Yeah,
1: Videos were solid. It's just... I mean, the Grammys hate hip-hop. Well, okay. Well, let's be clear. Bandana being snubbed... (laughs) And the Grammys love hip hop. It's two different things. I'm, I'm, st- I hate I'm,
2: I'm still having nervous sh- chills and convulsions over Bruno Mars beating Damn. You know, like a lot of shoulder work with you.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to, to picture you waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, thinking about
2: well, every time the Grammys come up, I, I think about how I have to perceive and have to intake the show, and it's always it's coming from a hip hop point of view, and knowing that hip hop has in the last seven years has. You know, dominated the charts, dominated every new metric that that comes out. But then, when we're honoring the best music, everybody who's winning, I've never heard of. Like, the, the one
1: thing I'll say: remember when um, was it the, oh, Oscars so white, or was it like five, mm-hmm. six years ago, or whatever? It trended; it was a big deal. They recovered. Like, I feel like they've made adjustment to the selection process, and now there's more representation in Hollywood. It,
0: Did you see the the Oscars? I did, this <laughs> I did I did, I did, I did, I did, I think they've course corrected in the other direction, but, which but is they, back to but, whiteness. But
1: you could tell that they made adjustments. Yeah. I don't see the Grammys adjustments. Yeah.
0: Which I think is funny because knowing some of the behind the scenes movements, you know, there is a push to bring younger voices into the fray, at least in the hip hop categories, you know. From the voting standpoint now, obviously there's always uh, a lot of political maneuvering about what gets into which category And I feel like this year there might have been a little bit less of that But I I do think that there you know There is a movement now with some of the younger people that work in the industry some of the younger executives younger managers younger producers To start getting this right. This was just a weird year. Yeah, it it was What
2: was the album of the year last year? That's not weird
0: uh casey musgraves yes. in golden hour did you hear it yeah
2: i listening to it i mean i'm not a not a country music fan so i'm not the demographic but i'm just saying like
0: but that's group. a very i mean i think it's a really good album obviously not for this show but that's a very grammy <laughs> okay, yeah,
2: hit, grammys okay but i'm saying but where are the hip-hop <laughs> grammys
1: picks why don't we ever get that last year was weird Moderator. though because i remember I remember, uh, what was it in general categories? Uh, Black Panther? Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling conflicted. And and Cardi was Cardi, right? right? And I remember feeling conflicted about Kendrick winning his first album of the year for Black Panther and not a Kendrick album.
0: Apparently the Grammys felt as conflicted as you did because they didn't. (laughs) That didn't happen.
1: All right, let's keep the snubs. Uh, So Lil Nas X and Lizzo are nominated in Best New Artist. But they're more pop stars. They're not flat out rappers. They're right. not in the culture in the same way as like some of the people we mentioned on a day to day. Right. Right. Anyone that you think should have been nominated for best new artist?
0: I mean, I know he's put out a lot of music, but I feel like the baby should have been at least. I'm saying in the
1: conversation. They need to revise the 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 criteria because for Chance got nominated when Acid Rap came out in 2013. Three years. after. song. Tank and the Banger's is kind of old. So yeah. Maggie Rogers has well, been around forever. Lizzo's
0: been putting music out for a long time. Yes. She's been putting out music for a long time. She has multiple hit records this year, that, have, or last year, that were out for two to three years. Yeah.
1: I think they were aware of that.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I know. But I'm, it's like... But where's the stopping I guess, I guess the other thing is that, you know, baby he was Baby Jesus. He's put out numerous mixtapes. The line between mixtape and album, it's like... It's all commercial at this point, yeah. so I, I don't know if you you know is he a new artist? Is he not a new artist? Does it fucking matter? He might get
1: nominated next year. The way the criteria is so along.
0: crazy. No, there's no we... way. He he.
1: It, that's it. He can't get nominated for best new artist Yeah. So? It's over. He's he put... would have. That,
0: that was the year. Right? And I think now he's cause he's put out two official albums. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like you're done.
1: The baby didn't get nominated for best rap album. That was surprising to me, yeah, um what we got? not we a had
0: baby on baby or Kirk
1: I think we had baby on baby I would have had baby on baby too uh, not a snub, but I was surprised that chance wasn't nominated only because of the history well and and you expect the Grammys to just be yeah. like well, yeah.
2: well, that was my argument with Rhapsody, you know, Rhapsody already has Grammy experience and You know, they know what type of music she's, like, she makes Grammy-type music, you know, hip-hop with substance, you know, and
1: that was a snub. Is that Grammy-type music? I think so. All right, let's go through categories, right? And um, for each, I'm going to list the nominees, and then I want you guys to tell me who you think should win and who you think is going to win. Let's do it. All right, let's start with best rap performance. We have J. Cole, Middle Child, The Baby, Suge. Dreamville featuring J.I.D., Boss, J. Cole, Earth Gang, Young Nudie, Down Bad. Nipsey Hustle featuring Roddy Rich. Wow, Hit Boy's listed. Okay. Racks in the middle. And Offset featuring Cardi B, Clout. Trent, get off your phone.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was trying to remember the, the categories. All right. Best rap performance.
2: Who do you think is going to win out of those? Um. Actually I think Nipsey's gonna win. Yeah. I think Nipsey's gonna win this one. Shout out to him. You know, he told me about this record before it came out. Another person with Graham experience and I I think he'll get this one. Uh, who I think should win, I think the baby should win. You
1: know, I think you know, this this is a this is a category Best rap song performance is about what? Not the song specifically mm-hmm. but the way you're delivering. Mhm. The delivery. Yeah. I think like he's like he said
2: it, you know. When he when he starts performing the song, everybody puts their arms up, and you know, like it it, it captured a moment of time. And I think even though the timeline for this award doesn't reflect it, you know, I think it should reflect the song that, you know, had everybody redoing it, you know, covering it, or you know, trying to recite it nowadays on TikTok. Um, so yeah, should.
0: Sure. I mean, I think Nipsey's gonna win. Also, I have a feeling he's gonna sweep the categories that he's nominated in. Um, for a variety of reasons but i think it's a toss-up for me between suge and down bad i think those are both records that are like those are performance driven records and to your point about suge when down bad comes on
1: j.i.d yeah but it
0: also it's a record that sounds like the way it was created was people being like in real time what you're talking about with people rewriting their songs after hearing suge or you know making songs because in response to Suge. I feel like in real time that was happening on Down Bad.
1: If the Grammy's are a real Down Bad, will win. Yeah. Hmm. I'm a little nervous about Nipsey not winning. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I think he has a shot. I think, obviously, it's the biggest story of last yeah. year. Um, so I, I hope he wins. I agree with... I think J.I.D. actually has the best rap performance out of that whole bunch. That
0: verse. It's also kind of a weird song to get nominated for this category because there are so many different performances on it but still i think across the board all great performances Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i agree all right let's move on best rap song performance another nipsey uh higher dj Khaled featuring nipsey hustle and john legend lil baby and gonna drip too hard lil nas x panini uh mustard featuring roddy rich ballin Young Thug featuring J Cole and Travis Scott, to London. A lot of J Cole. Best rap song performance. What do you think is going to win, Trent? Uh, I think I think Hiro would So you think he's sweeping?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think the name rings out. Okay, let's let's do. You know, I liked him. The DJ Khaled
1: acceptance speech. I know. Are I we know. ready for that? <laughs> Are we ready for the DJ Khaled accepted speech at the Grammy Awards? Kind of inspiring. Um, all right, so you have higher. Yeah, I have, I have higher winning. What do you think should win? Uh, same again. Uh, higher DJ Khaled featuring Nipsey Hussle, John Legend, Lil Baby, and Gunna Drip Too Hard. Lil Nas X, Panini, Mustard featuring Roddy Rich Ballin'. Ballin'. Yeah, Young Thug, right, right on time. Freaking Roddy Rich and uh, Young Thug featuring uh, J Cole yeah. and Travis Ballin'. Scott. That was actually Complex's song of the year. Yeah, they called that. Yeah, they called that. I felt I, I really feel like sugar is a song of the year, mm-hmm. but for I them to like the just X's. swap I those think it's and have
0: neck and neck. You yeah. think? Because of the late yeah. surge. I also just think Ball like the quality. of yeah. ball, Ballin that's makes an incredible me, song. Yeah, it puts me in a good mood. Yeah, late bloomer. I do think it's hires gonna win, and I think Ballin should. I also, again, as usual, I feel like I have to like disclaim myself every now and then that Panini is something that day trip people that I managed yes. worked on, but also that's my number two. That, but that to me, Panini's fire. But no, no, no. I, I mean, obviously, I agree, but <laughs> but also, I think it's a little bit weird that it's in best rap, rap song performance.
1: It's a pop song. Yeah. I hope Nipsey sweeps, so I'm gonna go with higher. I think, yeah, I think this might be the first time in the podcast that we'll ever agree. First all and only. All three of us. Triangle us. Yeah, all three of us. We, we overlap. Yeah. I don't know what we do. Devil's, <laughs> devil's advocate for a second.
0: We're all giving a lot of credit right now to what we think the Grammys are gonna do, which is award Nipsey across the board and I feel like anytime anyone is this certain about something hip hop related at the Grammys something fucking weird happens
1: but remember what I said earlier I was like I'm a little nervous about Nipsey right. I feel like we're maybe we're too confident maybe we sw- like, maybe. switch picks right now and be like yo no, no, no. I, I think we
0: I, we gotta stand <laughs> with look uh, yeah, I, obviously I, I'd be thrilled if Panini won but
2: I think the story's big enough and I even I, a lot of the photos they that, need this they do. They, well, Grammys need that. do they need that
1: story
0: Grammys don't need anything the, no, I am just, the Grammys are. You're right, you're the, right. The bad press would probably mean, well, I don't think it would mean more views. I think it just keeps kind of going down, but I'm not sure what the Grammys need.
1: All right. Moving along. Uh, best rap song. Wow. YBN Cordae featuring Trans the Rapper. Bad idea. Huh. <laughs> That's uh, the way song. You said that. <laughs> no, no, like, way? all right. Uh, shout out to Corday, that's my guy, y'all. The chance that's my guy. I'm reading it, and there's no name next to it. It's just the song. All right. Um Rick Ross featuring Drake, Gold Roses. Uh 21 Savage featuring J. Cole a lot. Man, good thing I fucking remember these songs. Uh The Baby Shug, Nipsey Hustle featuring Roddy Rich and Hit Boy, Racks in the Middle. Best rap song. We're all going for Nipsey again? Yeah.
0: Gold Roses is so fire. Gold Roses. Oh, so I was hoping fire. you were going to say that. So That's fire. the best Rick Ross song and maybe the best Drake song in a while.
1: Yo, I once listened to Gold Roses for 30 minutes straight. No exaggeration. I had not, the shit on. Yo, I had the shit <sighs> I like it. looping I don't love for a half hour straight. I'm actually surprised. Huh? I'm actually surprised. I don't love I don't it. I love that record. It's fire. I love that record. It's crazy. Phenomenal rapping. It's a vibe, as the kids say. Okay. Are you but doing this on purpose? No.
2: I I like the song. I don't think it's one of Drake and uh, you know what my favorite Drake and uh, and Rick Ross song is Free Spirit. No. What? I can't even remember that. It's the it's the one. I can't even remember the name of the song. But it's the, the Rihanna
1: one. the Rihanna line.
2: Yes. We're dollar bills. Dollar bills. Yeah, that one. That fire, That's my favorite Drake and Rick Ross song. Fire. <laughs> Stay scheming, but yeah, that's number two. But the, the 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 main man dollar bill on top of you know that shit was just hard. I mean,
0: some real hipster adjacent uh-huh. behavior, but free spirit and Lord knows from me are in a category. Lord knows, over knows here, up there, and the rest of it is they, they haven't missed. Nah, nah, no. they're good. But they
1: got five songs, six. Smart Martin six? music, yeah. They're good together. Yeah, they're incredible. All right, best rap album, Dreamville Revenge of the Dreamers three. Meek Mill Championships. 21 Savage. I am greater than I was. I never said that shit out loud. <laughs> um Tyler the Creator Igor. YBN Corday, the Lost Boy. I don't, sh- shout out to Corday. Listen, there's a lot of disclaimers. Yeah. Can't offend my political connects. I'm gonna feel like, you know, I'm picking on him. I feel like he's the only person who has no shot in this category. This category is a disgrace. Right. God damn. We're,
0: it's just... just
1: uh, you're referring to best rap album. Yeah, these 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 candidates are just subpar. All
0: right, so rip it up and, and recategorize. <laughs> no, what would you what would you name? Uh, for 2019?
1: Knowing what came out, what should the category be? You get five slots. Uh, well, I would keep the Dreamville album. Okay, okay.
2: The Freddie Gibbs, obviously, and that's and that would be my winner. Rhapsody Eve, Grammy Foods. give us the Gold Link album. What? i put it over the quarter album. Gold Link, he shouldn't be
1: nominated for his Mac Miller comments alone.
2: I'm not mad at that. I mean, like I mean that's 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 totally two different comments. It's covers. not a rap I album. Want, it's not I a rap want, album. I want to
0: hear the fifth album in this.
2: And the fifth album for the twenty twenty Grammy nomination should be The Baby. Which one? Well, actually, it was, it's funny you guys say that. I wouldn't. The, neither one of those albums feel like best rap album to me, but I would put Kirk over Baby on Baby. I thought Kirk was a more in in your face album. You know, it was, it was a lot more energetic. You know, it it, it didn't have. Yeah, it was. It had it had it had Bob. It had Toes on there. It had Pop Star. Yeah, it was it was it was a more more
1: upbeat, fun album than Baby on Baby. That's the one he pulled out the gospel and like the personal songs. The one, the first I was all turn up shit. Huh? <laughs> you heard everything I said. That's a fantastic start tactic.
2: <laughs> was uh, it, it wasn't all turn up. It wasn't all. You just don't up. have an answer. That's so you stall. Yeah, I mean, it, huh? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you just got woken yeah,
0: up I mean, yeah. Class. I
1: mean, neither. Yeah, neither one to debate. Yeah, I mean, like I. Come on, that, give me listen. Give me a better. I'm not mad at Kirk because I don't think there's that much of a gap between the two. Give right. me a better I, I reason that. than more energetic because that doesn't fly. I mean, they, they, that's they, not true.
2: They, I, th- I think they were. I think they were were neck and neck. But I, I I listened to Kirk a lot more than Baby on Baby. It was more fluid for me.
1: Not the same as energetic. So is Kirk your number five? Yes. All right.
0: I'm not actually mad at what got nominated. I think that Freddie and Madlib should have been I think that Freddie and Madlib should have been in the core day spot I would yeah. say like obviously I know Tyler has argued against the idea of Igor being a rap album it's certainly an album with some rapping on it um do you feel it's a rap album I don't know that I wouldn't have thought of it as a rap album, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, if Tyler hadn't come out and be like, I don't understand why this was nominated as a rap album, I wouldn't have necessarily... Because
2: Tyler Creator is a rapper. I think of him as a rap...
0: But I think of him as, look, he's always been a producer. He's never been someone who was first and foremost a singer. Can he sing? Sure. Can Kanye sing? Kinda. Never do you think of Kanye first as that dude's a singer. You think of him as a guy who rapped, made beats, and then once T-Pain had popularized auto-tune to a certain level, took auto-tune and was like, I'm going to make an album about being sad. It's
1: not a rap album. I think that's part of the narrative about Igor. I feel like it was the default best album of last year when we talked about it. I feel like even when we had bandana conversations, we were saying, well, Igor's not a rap album, so... Yeah. Dan is the first rap album. So I take out Igor, not because of quality, oh, right. but, but the nature of what it is. And I know for a fact that Tyler always submits his music as alternative right. anyway. They just keep rejecting him in alternative, like committee or whatever. And well don't then, they have
2: don't they have like an actual Law, if you're
0: rapping, <laughs> oh no like no yes no, you're minutes. right you're
1: right you're right percentages yep sixty five percent
0: or something like yeah. that or yeah or... there are a few of those rules. It's also kind of subjective. I mean, it's like what's to go back to the Roddy Rich conversation. It's like, how do you determine what of that is singing and what of that is rapping?
1: <laughs> um, all right, let me let me ask you this. So I take out Tyler and I take out Corday. I replace them with. Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, and the Baby, sh- uh, Baby on Baby. Is it fair if Tyler wins this if it's not a rap album? No, it's not Especially fair. Especially knowing that he doesn't even want to yeah. be
0: in the category. I'm still mad that
2: Hotline Bling won Best Rap Song. <laughs> Did like, it? yes, huh?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's right.
2: Like we need to, you know, like I'm I'm protective about the drama a little bit. You know, rap is rap, hip hop is hip hop. You know, let's honor what's actually falls under that category.
1: So I, I still think Tyler should be under the rap umbrella because I think it helps the genre. I think uh, the mistake that we make sometimes is like the second that something falls like a little bit to the side. We're like, oh, that's not hip hop. Like sure, hip hop has been like beyond beats and rhymes for years. Right. Sure. So I think we should keep him under like the, the umbrella, but not necessarily in his category. Well, I think R&B. The... Wait, wait, wait. R&B has two categories. Best R&B and Urban Contemporary. So why not split hip hop into like the more I don't want to call it progressive shit but like Freddie goes into the same category as a Pusha T or Jay-Z because they're rapping rapping yeah. and then when you're a little bit more adventurous or like melodic you go into something else. Yeah.
2: That would make that would make all the sense in the world, but I think the real mistake is we're they're not calling pop music for what it is. The industry needs to start calling um you know some of this music just because it's urban, just because the artists are block are black. You know they block it from being pop. You know like there's a song on um on rap caviar like um the twenty four karat golden Valentino.
1: Yeah, it's just fire.
2: But I don't think it's a rap.
1: So- I wouldn't call it a rap song.
2: What? He's singing the whole time. He's he's not. He, there's there is no bars on that. There is no.
1: Well, we don't even use the term rap. Right anymore. Of course, well, we we do. we're the Rat Pack. I mean, it is in the title of the playlist. <laughs> but, but but you know what I mean. Like generally, like Travis Scott doesn't rap a lot. Not a lot. He raps on Antidote. At the end, he raps when he on, feels like
0: it. But but Coffee Bean,
1: right? So so he does, but. Remember, they used to make the distinction between the two. Like rap is something you do, hip hop is something you live. Like the kids don't know the fucking difference. It's all hip hop. It's a hip hop song now.
2: But, but just because, yeah, just because the standards have, have kind of fizzled by the by the oceanside doesn't mean we shouldn't, you know, bring it back together and,
1: and and police it. There's a whole lot of rap, and We had a yeah. whole conversation no, I, about I, I Matt agree with Stallion, I the agree Baby, and Elite Chopper, you Baby Griselda, King, Griselda, Freddie Gibbs, Rhapsody rapping,
2: but. But if we're going to, but I mean, your point is absolutely right. We need to split it because if we're going, if we're going to keep honoring the people who are not really rapping, then I don't think that's fair to the culture uh, of thriving lyricism and, and just hip hop. Okay,
1: I'm, what are you, what are you advocating for?
2: I'm exactly. advo- right now. I'm, I'm advocating for your. For your split decision <laughs> category, like I, I, I like that idea, but I, but I'm, I'm also advocating for us to for the Grammys uh, per se to stop calling non hip hop hip hop.
1: Melodic hip hop and R and B is not the same thing. You're not just gonna like put there's it n- in that category there's n- because they're singing. There's n- there n- is a difference. There's a texture. There's there's a structure.
2: There's definitely a difference, but a lot of like I said, a lot of stuff creeps into the hip hop slash rap lane that really shouldn't. You know, it should really just be in the pop lane.
1: Post Malone, perfect example. Who who is a closer? I mean, what is he? Pop. pop He's a bunch of things. At this point, but the the the, the cadence. The cadences and the Certainly references
0: and everything. By hip-hop.
2: Yeah, hip hop has influenced yeah. all this shit, but that doesn't, you know, like, and you know, we like. It sounds preposterous, but Ariana Grande is towing that line.
0: It's not preposterous. What, what line is a fucking is Soldier Boy ripoff?
1: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but here's the thing, right? As experts, I think we're we're able to make the distinction and draw the line. The same way that we never considered Flow Riders really hip-hop he he was he rapped yeah but he was pop pitbull rapped pop whether it's agreed the 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 production or something about the delivery you're able to be like well you're rapping but you're still not hip-hop you're singing you're not hip-hop you're singing you are hip-hop that's on us to as the experts to figure it out but like but but the definition of pop music doesn't
2: mean the music cannot be aggressive. It doesn't mean it can't be black.
0: Well, pop you know? music is just by definition, it's anything. Popular. Pop, I think that there's two. But you know pop, the pop music I'm no, talking about. I know.
2: About. <laughs> you know the pop. You it, it know, it doesn't the, exist the, the, anymore. <laughs> like that's no, no, another no, conversation no, no, no. for the no, podcast. No, no,
0: no, no. no, no. But that's <laughs> that is true. I think that there's there's pop music as a kind of like an aesthetic qualifier where we think of certain kinds of music as pop or we call them indie pop or whatever and then there's pop music that's just popular, right? Corn is definitely not pop music they sold 50 million 35 million records, whatever it was they are undoubtedly popular but that was not the sound of pop music at that time. Britney Spears and Sync and the Backstreet Boys were the sound of pop music at that time. I think this era more than any pop music has cannibalized hip-hop and mm-hmm. other sounds and molded them into this weird shapeless thing that works on playlists and is totally inoffensive.
1: I, I kind of want to, I would like to try to figure out where your line is, because if you say 24K Golden Valentino is pop, mm-hmm. then what is right on the line of what he's doing on that song and is hip-hop. Because let's be real, the line is blurry as shit right It is. Now. What's 808's and Heartbreak? Pop R and B, R and
2: B, pop R and B. They what was that? What was that? What was that? What uh, was? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that
1: t- <laughs>
2: they used to have a. They used to call the tried to call the weekend and party next door or oh, something. And yeah,
1: yeah, PBR, that.
0: PBR. Oh my oh, yeah. God, big big PBR and B guy. Hipster Is that what it stands for? Pop R and B. No, it's PBR like the beer and B. Because PBR is a cheap beer that hipsters like. Who created that? And, <laughs>
1: hipsters. Uh, yeah, oh,
0: that's amazing. <laughs> for the record, I don't like PBR. I'm more of a natural wine guy, but that's neither here nor there. It's my hipster cred for sure. Shout out to Joe Scudder. <laughs> Joe,
2: I drank a PBR with him before.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
1: All right, I don't think we're gonna get anywhere. That's oh, weird. Day. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm definitely protective of it, though.
1: Lord, Lord. We but, all are. Oh my God. We all are. I think you just where. What confuses me is like the the song that you picked out of all songs. It's probably it's, just
0: the first one. that no,
2: that, that that I said I like this song, but I can't call it hip hop. This particular joint, I cannot call it. hip-hop. So you think it's pop? I do. It, it, it's 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 popped it's pop in twenty 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 nineteen shit we never heard before you know like you said the definition for pop was was bastardized to being
1: bubblegum you know, but that's not by definition that's not what pop music is here's the thing I don't think the same way we're protective of the genre and letting people in other genres are too that's right. why Tyler never made it to the alternative category right. so I, I agree with you, maybe it's unfair to just like, well, just because it comes from a rapper, especially because his ambition is to make something completely different.
0: But also there is still credible rapping on it. It doesn't make up the majority of the album, Mm -hmm. but he's someone who is a great rapper. He's also a singer now and he's an incredible producer. He's one of, probably one of the most underrated or at least um, I think less celebrated producers in hip hop on a a mass scale. If he wanted to make records for other people, I think he would have had hits for others in the way that artists, you know, like Pharrell and Kanye did, where they took their sound and brought it to other people. Tyler just hasn't really done that in the same way. I think he would be as big as anyone. But, you know, he's just he's an ambitious artist. I think it's it's obviously this also calls... For me to mind, the, like the, the history of rappers being like, I'm not just a rapper. Yeah, I'm an artist, and it's you know it's like, I get what's meant by that. That sort of that idea of an artist encompassing something more than just rapping, which Tyler does. But I think there is something great about just being a great rapper. Like Freddie Gibbs is just a great rapper, and he's never he's not demeaning about the idea of being a great. Okay, uh, <laughs> did, we finish, did we finish the category? I, I we think have? we did. Right, that's
1: it for episode two of the Rap Pack. This is Carl Cherry. I'm John Tanner. It's Frank Clark. Till next time.